welcome. Brent Fakowski here, Loud and Live podcast. I'm yeah. here with the wonderful Matt Frazier and Matt O'Keefe, and we're talking about all things fitness. I like this. All things fitness and Brent Fakowski. And Brent Fakowski. That's right. <laughs> Remember, you're on that side. We should have sat on the same side to interrogate you. All right. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing just fine. Doing just fine. What do you? Uh, so we're Sunday afternoon, nearing the end of Wadapalooza. Yeah, one one event left of uh, good old Wadapalooza. Super cool race. I haven't seen the actual scoreboard after that last workout. We just watched the deadlift burpee workout. Did you? Oh, you were doing an appearance. Yep. Yeah, I think Tia Tia opened up her lead. I think it was by two spots at twelve points. It, it, you're doing like games type score, yep, right? Yep, yeah. Yep. So I think she opened it up twelve more points. Uh, I know. Uh, Cole Sager was ahead by 64. Yep. I think he's still ahead by a handful of points. I think only about 15. Oh, no, well, no, no. He's much. ahead by six. What's six, the. Six, so six. if Fellner wins the next one and Cole gets second, they're tied in points. What's the tiebreaker? I have no idea. Fran. I have no. No, honestly, and I mean, I mean that uh, in a good way. Like Tug of my, War. My team has that completely under control. Main stage, Tug of War. I'm pretty sure it's similar. I'm, I want to say it's probably the same as the games, which was your next highest finish. No, they, they should each get to pick one person out of the crowd doing Tug of War. I think that they. <laughs> Whatever you want. Let's just do this. <laughs> if they tie, Matt gets to. And Brent are going to go out on the floor and make up a workout. Do we have to do it? No. Oh, oh good. No. Matt, Matt's like, Matt's like, I haven't worked out in a month. Uh, since January 26th, around 6.20 p.m. I haven't touched a thing. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in my fluffy mode. Fluff, 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 fluff. What, um, what do you think so far? I mean, you've competed here before. He's met, was here for his la- first time last year to hang out. Uh, what do you, what do you think about it overall? I mean, did you get to soak it in a lot when you came here as a, a competitor? Or were you more locked in? With, you, uh, you did team. Have you competed individually here? No, I've competed twice on a team. Yeah. So I tied for first one year. <laughs> oh, I remember that. <laughs> I had I, I wasn't around for that. Yeah. Um, um, so I was I tied for first the one year on a team, and that was that was really cool. I think you know if I do say so myself, that was like the first super super team year. There were some crazy teams there um, that year and the next year. Actually, no, it was the, sorry, it was the next year when it got crazy. Who did you tie with? Uh, Shrewsbury. So it was like they, they made it through the, the qualifier. He knows Shrewsbury. You know those guys. You know uh, Tre- Tre- uh, Trevor, Trevor James was on the team. Oh, Do you remember I remember that? all of this. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, so you guys won. <laughs> and then a week later, you got a phone call. And it was like, hey, we decided you didn't win. It was like, uh, uh, it's not quite how it works there, fellas. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> um, that was under old management. Um, and so, yeah, so that was my first Wadapalooza, and that was a great time. We had a great competition. I was with ADL, who's now back. Oh, I'm, yeah. so, I'm so happy he's back. ADL, ADL, when that competition, he had, you know, we weren't training together. He was on the other side of the country, and but I, like, got this team together, him, me, and Mitch Barnard. And we get here, and we're like, all right, we ready to go? And ADL's like, oh, my back. Like, my back's pretty yeah. bad. And we're like, Man, like, are you serious? Yeah, like, why don't you, give, why us a heads you up? give us a heads up, whatever. And so one of the first workouts is this sprint of barbell snatches, assault bike, and thrusters. In the warm-up area, he's just, like, sitting down. Like, not, you know, so we're like, all right, like, you know, I hope, I don't know. We'll see how this goes. And then he's out there, and and he just he's just such a game, and he's like, I got this. And he just crushes it. And then there's another event where we, you have, like, a one-art max snatch in the middle of a workout. Um, you have to do like 10 heavy reps at like, I don't know, it was like 250 or something. 
So we're going, you know, me and Mitch are kind of trading back and forth, and we're like, hey, like, we're feeling good. We got this. He's like, no. And he, like, pushes <laughs> us aside. He, like, takes his fair share after doing no snatches in the warm-up area. Like, zero. That's crazy. So that's ADL. I, so. I love how he just flies in under the radar. Every once in a while, he'll just pop up. Like, you haven't heard his name in a year. And I remember one time he showed up to Granite Games. It was, like, the first time they made it, like, right. 20 or 25 grand. And everyone it. has their predictions on all these other names that are like crushing at the time. And then he just slides on in. Impressively, clean, that was a clean, good field too. Cleans field. up twenty five grand and then just goes home. <laughs> like he's a full time cop, right? Yeah. In Montreal, mm -hmm. just had a baby like months ago. Right? Yeah, a couple months ago. Yeah. He yeah, was just roaming. We just we were doing a podcast and he just casually roaming around here. He's a legend, honestly. Well, I mean, it was funny too, like talking to Valder because I think he got third in the twelve minute row. Like, he yep. finished it, and we're like, how did he do that? And then Valor's like, well, he had a kid, so he's not leaving the house too often. Like, he's taking care of his newborn. So probably the only cardio he's doing is just, like, a rower set up in his living room. So, like, the fact that a rower came up, he just casually takes a third, like, crushes what it. Did you, what did you guys think of that workout? I, I loved it. I would have liked to see, instead of, like... It started at like a slow pace, like like two, two minutes, two or two or five, yeah, yeah, something like that. And then at the end, it's like a one fifteen. Like it was in the last thirty seconds, it's just like chop, chop, chop. It was I would have liked to see the pace increase more gradually, or like decrease. Yeah, but like longer intervals <laughs> and, be, and be knocking out people earlier on. So instead of starting at two minutes, like started at one fifty. But like the format of it, I thought was awesome. Cool. Um, it was just, like I was expecting more people to get chopped off earlier. Mm -hmm. I don't think anyone got chopped off till like minute like nine or ten. Yeah. Um, Do you think people's approach at the beginning is that what you're saying? Like it maybe because of the way it was set up, it did not bait anybody at the beginning to to do something foolish or have to apply themselves. It was like there was really no gaming in it because of that. Or um, I think there was definitely some gaming going on. Um, I think you saw like a bit of different strategy from some people. Um, like I know some of the guys, they're holding like like one thirties for like the first minute. It's crazy. And, and getting like a good buffer and then really throttling it back. Yeah. Um, yeah. I actually don't know. I'd have to sit down and like play with it and test it. I, I mean, like I, I found out what the event was like five minutes before they went on, um, so I yeah. didn't really have much time to think of like how I would attack it. I think. Uh, so just like a two K row is boring to watch. Yep. So getting just a row or just a bike. And making it somehow exciting, I think, essentially it's a beep test, right? That's what it was. Yeah. But finding some way to ensure that, like, getting a, getting a buffer doesn't help. Like, some sort of reset every minute. So it's like, within the first minute, you have to row, I don't know, like, 300 meters. Well, I mean, even, even like, every minute on the minute, 200 meters. And it's like, you start with 40 people, and every minute, the slowest person gets chopped off. Like, well, that's Ooh. something totally different. Because I, which, I mean, that's like a beep test, though. That's different though because what's going to happen is everyone's going to go like really hard. It's going to be an inverse beep. Oh, test. oh, oh you're, you're saying like start at 150 meters in a minute and then next one 155 and then 160. Yeah, and, yeah. Because then because then every then it's like a real like it'd be a very pure test of fitness. Yeah. Because it's just like all you're going to do. You're not do, having a game against someone else. No, you're just like all I have to do is 155 and then 160. Yeah. And so each time you know you just know okay I have to hold on average this pace this pace and it yeah. just keeps increasing. And then you just, and that would be super painful. That would be 
brutal. Right? I mean, like, I, I basically did that the other day on a Concept 2 bike, Death by Calories. Yeah, exactly. You can do that. You do basically Whoa. do Death by Calories. How was that, buddy? Like oh, I, I gave myself bronchitis. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I, got, I, I got bronchitis, like, immediately. You've done that a number of times. Oh, yeah. That in Rabdo. Yeah. The comebacks are nah, rough. No, nah, I've only done Rabdo once. Tell that story. You got Rabdo? Yeah. This was like early on. So this is my my first open. So I had oh. been I had been doing CrossFit for like a week. Yeah. And uh, like I would show up the the owner of the gym, Jay Jenny. He would tell me like, all right, show up here Friday at 3 p.m. I'll tell you the workout. I'll show you how to do it. And then like he he was my ref every year every workout for like four years. And so like the workout was well. So I didn't show up to the gym from the last Friday. It was like a heavy school week, so I just ate Chinese food and studied and crushed, <laughs> crushed that side of my life. Um, so I show up the next Friday, and the workout was one of the ones where it was like every three minutes, you bought yourself another three minutes. No, no, it was the snatch workout with the burpees. So it was the co- combination of seven minutes of burpees and the snatches, right? No, no, it was something with chest bar chest bar and squat. thrusters. Uh, no, overhead squatting. No, this was 2013. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was the final week, the fifth week. Thrusters and chest bar. 15, 15 thrusters, 15 chest oh, bar. If yes. you finish three yes. rounds, which is friend, in four yep. minutes, yeah, you win yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that was that. So that was my first time going to the gym in seven days. Did that workout. And did then, you get done the eight minutes? No. I yep. have no idea. I have anyway. no recognition yeah. of what I did. Um, but yeah, it was like the next day, like, I was, like, it was, I was peeing blood. And I thought I had, I got like strep throat and it was just like everything was unusually sore. I was like, man, this isn't good. And, uh, <laughs> and it was like that for like two or three days, but I was like, nah, what are you going to do? <laughs> I, I, but I had no idea what it was. And then it was like, I took my L1 not too long after that. And they were like, all right, here are the symptoms of rhabdo. And I was like, check, 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 check. <laughs> it was like, if you shitty food you don't work out for a long time you do like a single modality workout with super high reps i was yep. like yep yep and then they're like shows up a strep throat your piss looks like coke i was like i had all of these things <laughs> that um i know you guys are you know well you become more and more tuned into avoiding the, those scenarios but do you still do things in the gym that like you'll Categorize as stupid, you know. Does that um, happen? I obviously it happens less, but does it still happen? Or are you guys very cautious at this point? I've had so I've gotten better with it over the years. It used to be like every time I came back after like a couple weeks off, I would pound myself self into a pulp. I had it once, like not that long ago, where I hadn't done anything in like three weeks. And my first workout back, I did 10 rounds of 10 GHD, 10 Toto Bar. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> first thing, like, so yes, so yes. I was try- trying to think of when that was because I was in Vermont, and yeah, like, like it hurt to sneeze for like three days. Yeah. <laughs> it was awful. We call that abdo. Uh, oh, right, right before Sid. Uh, the morning I was leaving for Sid, I dislocated the rib. Oh, right, right, yeah. right. That was full pen. I was leaving for the airport at 9 a.m., and I dislocated the rib at like 7.30. Were you, what were you doing? Max out back squatting without warming up. Like, actually? Yeah. Brilliant. Like, I, it was like, that was my training for the day was like, 
like my heavy single like right. last day of the training cycle before leaving okay yeah yeah okay yeah and uh, yeah I wasn't just like I was like oh I'll just work up to a heavy single yeah like, no, that was I, all yeah, the no I, 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 I get what you mean and yeah. uh, but it was like because I was like rushed it was early in the morning I didn't do like my regular warm up stretching rolling yeah, out yeah. mobility nothing and then sure enough like I unracked the bar and as I stepped back it went just popped and I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to waste this. So I did my two reps. <laughs> I racked it. And then I was like, Sammy, like, call the doctor now. Yeah. And so I called my chiropractor. He's, like, clearly in bed. I was like, hey, you at the office today? He's like, no, it's like my day off. I was like, can you get to the office? <laughs> That's service. You can't get your, your rib back in. I can. I have, the, I have a similar thing from golf, a little different than Max and RU back squat, but I can pop it back in. Oh yeah, there's no hope for me. It's again, I do like a little move like this, and I just like go down, and it goes whoop. Talk, talk about like the most tense air airplane ride I've ever had. Yeah, you're nervous. Of like as hell, flying right? to London, just petrified, and every five minutes leaning forward, be like, oh, is it better yet? Oh, nope, still there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think as far as like doing stuff stupid, I'm pretty smart about when I come back in, like making sure like the first week or two, you're not like dipping into. Like really high rep or high intensity yeah. stuff. That's the biggest. You're thing. just easing back in. Yeah, I, I I don't mind easing back in. It's like getting in a cold pool. I'm like yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a belly flop guy. <laughs> just like you know a little bit of time, come out, get a little water. I'd say that. I'd say the biggest thing is just as you're training more, you're just like you're getting sick of like oh, I don't really want to warm up. I'm fine. Yeah. And then when you don't do that, you know like just like a couple weeks ago, I was just I was training a lot. It was like the last day, and I'm like ah oh, like everything's everything's fine. Like I just start doing squat cleans. I'm like kind of bouncing out of the bottom and I can just feel like just a little yeah that, just like a little that little tingle kind of like it's not like a tear but it's just like a minor little thing and I'm like shit like I didn't I didn't it, do it anything to like it, where it sounds like velcro I didn't I didn't oh. didn't hear anything but it was just and then for the next like three days you're just mindful of like squatting deep yeah so it's stuff like that and then and then again when you're training a lot there's this fine balance between like yeah we want to do a lot of legs today and then you finish you're like was that too much yeah like you start counting up all the pistols and air squats and squat cleans and you're just like oh that's like 400 yeah. reps below parallel or 500 600 I, I don't know about you but like i remember early on in my career it was just like mecca 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course and then you start realizing like oh man i kind of want to stay in the sport for a while and i don't want to walk with a limp my entire life and so i'm like all right i'm like keeping yeah. cowboy like <laughs> yeah <laughs> like i keep the idea of longevity in my mind and like i know now like I'm four years later, five years later, but like it was after 2015 regionals and games. I was like contemplating retirement because I was so beat up. Really? Like tendonitis and just aches and pains. And I was like, dude, I'm 25, 26. Like I shouldn't be feeling like this. And now I make it a point to like, I, I feel better now than when I did at 25. And it's definitely because of the hours I put in. Yeah. But, when, when, um, I don't know if you guys would even remember this, but like, when's the first time you guys were aware of each other, and what was it? So, was there an aha moment where you were like, "Oh, that guy's gonna be good," or, or like, I, you know? Uh, so I remember, I remember hearing the name. It was like you were, you'd have like every once in a while you just crush an open workout. Yeah, back in the day. Yeah, and it was like, who the hell is that? And like, if you had a top score, your video got submitted. Um, 
and then well, Brent used to just put all his videos out. That yeah, was part okay. of it too. Yeah, yeah. first like two, three years of the open, every video I just put online. Yeah, I remember I was like, who the hell is like this Fakowski kid? Um, and someone was like, oh man, he's super tall and skinny. He just like <laughs> yeah. he happened to be good at those movements. I'm like, all right, cool. Uh, then there was a year that you were crying like a little bitch at regionals. Yep. Yep. That one got you a lot of airtime. That clip gets Here played all go. the time. <laughs> I Whenever I see that, I'm like, great. Like, just put, like, me and my wife are, like, disappointed. We're, like, crying. And they're, like, they're just, like, in the corner yeah. paparazzi. They're, like, like, don't mind us <laughs> on this terrible moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Been there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, then, it was your rookie year that you broke the record for most wins for a rookie, right? Yeah. That yeah. was the first time you won, I think. Was that your was first 16? Win? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Was that your rookie year? Was sixteen? Yeah. Oh shit. Was, yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. What did you What did you win? Four, four events. Four events in twenty sixteen. Yeah. 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 I would either come top three or come bottom three in every workout. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, how that weekend went. Eventful. <laughs> yeah. And what? And you finished thir- third. Third. Fourth. 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 Yeah. So I was like a pointer. I was like two or three points behind Belner for third. That and then. And who, oh, that was the one. The last workout was the thrusters. Yeah. And I remember you, seeing, you were like back and forth with it. I remember that event, they didn't really point it out in the movie, but it was uh, running to the line, I think BKG was kind of jogging, and Valder like threw his foot over, and if BKG wasn't there in the middle of the two of you, you would have been on the podium. Yeah, Valder was like two points ahead or something. Yeah, and so someone mentioned that to me, like, I think the first person that mentioned it was, uh, might have been Roy McKernan. And- and he's like, so you're going to go talk to BK? And I was like, I don't know about what. And he's like, oh, well, if he had sprinted to the finish line, you'd have a bronze medal. And I'm like, yeah, I guess. But, everyone- I'm, but I'm also like, yeah, I mean, I look back at the handstand walk and had I not, like, messed it up. So, I mean, everyone, everyone, it's the same thing when it comes to, like, football games. Everyone looks at the last 10 seconds of the game. Yeah. It's like, oh, if so-and-so did this, it would have changed the entire outcome. It's like there was probably a thousand of those moments throughout the entire thing where that would have had an effect. And so it's like you can't just look at that last thruster workout where Feldner towed BK across the line. Like if you look back at the scores, there's probably a half dozen where someone crossed the line a tenth of a second before someone and it would have helped or hurt you. Yeah. And what I always say is, I'm like, well, if I get to go back in time and change one thing, then Belner gets to go back in time and yeah. change one thing. Yeah, and I remember you hearing that, that all the time of like, you do that oh, forever. you know, if he, if he didn't fall off the cargo net, it would have been down. I'm like, well, I fell off too. What if I had a perfect run? Yeah. It's <laughs> like, and that's the thing is it's, you know, like I could go back and count up all my mistakes and all the things other people didn't do to middle this and this and go, hey, you know, this and that. I would have, you know, been this close or I would have won. And it's like, well, yeah, then the guy who won- wins. Same with B- uh, Holberg two years ago when we tied. And, you know, obviously people come up with other things. I'm like, yeah, but I like, I screwed that up and I screwed that up. Yeah. And, and he did too. It's not like he had a perfect run. Maybe he had a better run than me. Like he might have displayed what he had better than I displayed what I had. Yeah. But that's not my well, I mean, that's that whole game, fault. that whole game she had on the proper size knee sleeves. Oh. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> 
first time I'm never letting that one go. Yeah, by the way. that one. That one. I think that one went right over. Do you know what that is? Oh, I know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, he, dude, he's in a group called Trash Talk Thursday. Uh, oh, he's very aware of all the yeah, trash talk that goes on. Yeah, our, our group chat is pretty. Uh, they're pretty aware of all the little happenings. Such you, as those. you guys are. You guys are making a, a run at. You were know, you making an appearance like almost all together? So at the at an event, right? We, we might. Yeah, yeah. So we might get the the trash talk group together at Canwest Games and do something. At what? The, one of the sanctioned uh, one of the sanctioned events in Canada West. Oh, Canada got one now. Yeah, hey, congrats, yeah. Canada. <laughs> they, got, know, right? they got two. Yeah, I know. It took a while. There's one in Montreal and one in uh, Vancouver. What's the one in Montreal? Uh, Atlas Games. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Camille, yeah, Camille's brother. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. Yep, yep, yep. How about you, Matt? How about you, Matt? Um. I remember, so my, I think our regional, we both had the first regional was the same regional, 2013. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I just remember hearing like rumblings of some guy who did really good that, in the three rep max overhead, that overhead squat. The overhead squat. Though, yeah. And I was, they're like, oh, but he was awful at everything else. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, that's about and right. Then it, and then it was like, a couple years later, obviously he did well, and then I heard like Outlaw Wave make a like claim that like, oh, I knew that guy would be great because the Outlaw Wave. What was that? Oh, he doesn't. Yeah, you know Rudy from Rudy Outlaw. Nielsen? Remember oh, he did the thing knew, about your chest there? Out, outlaw. Yeah, oh, yeah, the yeah. Outlaw. Yeah, the Outlaw Pro. Anyway, so I remember him saying you know something that? like, you know, he he heard that like some guy squatted this over at squat da da da, and then when he saw that the guy was you know not like. Huge a huge fat. galoot, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't like six foot two, two forty. That was you just were a like, little guy. A little guy. He's like, that guy's gonna be great if he like da da da. Yeah. And then, I mean, now he claims like I was right. It's like, well, you didn't do anything. About, like, <laughs> like that was you. Anyway, so I heard about Matt then, and then the next year you won your regional. Yeah. So then you know I was just watching videos of the regional highlights and seeing him yelling and wearing like shorts that were too long for him. <laughs> And it was outside, right? That East Regional was outside. <laughs> I just love that you point out that I had shorts that were too long. Oh, uh, yeah. So I'll keep every competition be like, hey, man, I got you some new shorts. I'm like, no, man, I'm good. Like, I don't want to take more products from you. Like, these ones are comfy. And like this whole time, O'Keefe was like, please, don't please so. wear Dude, these smaller shorts. If your shorts are below your knees, you don't ever have any trouble with judging. Yeah. Maybe those are the days. <laughs> Sammy jokes about it. she's like, she's like, I didn't see your kneecaps for like the first two years we dated. <laughs> <laughs> Cover your knees if you're gonna be walking around. Oh, um, but um, yeah. I, so I just remember seeing highlights of that, and like I remember him crushing one or two of those workouts. I was like, oh, those are good scores. And then you went on to get a medal at the game. Oh, ju just one or two. Yeah, I think there was. I think there was. <laughs> You, um, you, you, you've both had some time. You have both traveled quite a bit. Well, you've, you've won the same comp sanctional. So you oh, both, Dubai, yeah. yeah, you yeah. both won Dubai. Congratulations, yeah. that was Thank cool. You. And uh, I get what to a watch wild it. spot that is, huh? What, yeah. Was that your was that your first time in Dubai? Yeah, yeah, yeah. cool, wild. That um, what's your like? Talk about your thoughts on the new system. And I know a lot's playing out, but you know we've talked individually about it from time to time. But what uh, you know, you know. You liking it? I mean, you've got a chance to go to China and Dubai. You know, you've gone to London and Dubai. You've seen so two places yeah. you'd have never gone again, no. right? Is that are you enjoying that, or you miss regionals? Like, where are you at? I think I, I think I like it better. I mean, it's gonna it'll probably be another. I think next year will will be really good. It would I knew it was gonna take at least a year, two, three years for it to kind of the dust to settle. I think from a 
from a spectator standpoint, it's probably a little hard for the average fan to like keep track of all the sanctionals. So there's a little bit of like fighting between them for attention, which which is fine. I mean that's competition, but hopefully it'll kind of level out and you know they'll understanding their identity. You know, are, are, can they all be profitable? What kind of programming do they need to have? You know what to expect from the athletes and the spectator experience and the online viewing experience. I think people with regionals didn't realize how how um, treated they were. It's like, oh, I want it. You know, I want twenty dollars tickets and I want a free live stream and I want it to be all just compacted into this perfect little package. And you know, really, as fans and even athletes, we had it pretty good with that regional. It was a very professional setup, and we came to expect it. And then you compare that to talking to someone who goes to the Olympics, and they're like, yeah, it's like kind of a gong show. You're like, oh, like they're like, yeah, you know, an event like regionals is run as well or better than a lot of like world championships and other sports that have yeah. been around for years. Yeah. So we took, I think we took that for granted a little bit. And then as fans, you took it for granted that, oh, I want a free live stream and I want it to, you know, have no interruptions. And I, you know, you just expect a lot for free. And so now it's sort of that reshift of what, what can be expected. Well, that, that's uh, when you look at that too. I'm, it, it's interesting you pointed out. I mean, we don't. We have a paywall on our broadcast, and broadcasting is super expensive, you know. Yeah. And you want it done well, and and, uh, and the the old format. Some, you know, that's some of the reason it's not around anymore. Is you know because it was not making sense financially, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it, it is. Uh, we did like. I don't think people in this space realize how unique that was and you know how ahead of maybe our time it was the way it was set up from you know uh, at, at, a, at a minimum the broadcasting platform what about you though yeah i mean the only thing about regionals that i didn't love was the fact that like there were strong regions and weak regions purely just based off where someone happened to live and then the fact that you weren't allowed to move from region to region um, and like for me like I've been in this scenario where like you get you get the flu the week of regionals and it's like yo can I just like fly out to California in two weeks like once I'm healthy and compete there and it's like yeah. nope like this is your only chance yeah. like you know we've seen it uh, like this is a couple years ago now but like the previous world champion like stumbled on an event the next year at regionals didn't qualify and it's like I'm sure if she flew to a different region the next week and just had another whack at her or something, she could qualify. Um, so for me, the big thing was, you know, just the timing of an injury or an illness and your your year could be done. Um, so that was the only part I didn't love. The part I, I miss and I really did love was being able to compare athletes, for the most part, from region to region very well. You know, there was definitely right. some discrepancies of, you know, I think there was one region that was at a bit of an altitude. Um, that was an excuse. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then, like, but then I know, like, the, the East region one year was outdoors and the floor was, like, oh, dude, remember the hands? Plate. Like, everyone's hands got blitzed. 2014? So it's, like, some regions had a temperature discrepancy. So, you know, it... Also an excuse. It played a factor. <laughs> no, like, I know, I know it, does. it totally does. It totally um, does. Broad strokes, the leaderboard at the end of all the regions was probably 99% accurate and a good reflection of what happened. Right. Um, I miss that. Like, I've kind of thought a little bit of, like, oh, it'd be cool if every sanctional had one one workout that 
was the same from each site. You, you said know, that in London. I thought that was a really cool thing to point out. How practical that is. You know, like we know how it is, like even from open workouts of just how you set up your equipment. Like an extra foot at each station by the end of a 20-minute AMRAP leads to an entire round. Um, so, yeah. I mean, how realistic that is to get each sanctional to set up and use the same equipment and everything, probably not the most practical thing. Um, but I really did enjoy that from regionals of at the end of it all, there was the worldwide regional leaderboard. And you can kind of see, like, how you stack up against everyone before you actually get to the main stage. That was, like, for, for me, um, sitting on the side where, you know, um, you know, so, you know, being a part of what you were doing when you would go first it was because you know when you're looking at it practically there's a thing called adaptation right so you know that yeah. week four you oh, know, they're, they're going to be smoking yeah I remember my first second time at regionals it was like I was like week three or four right for those four weeks I did nothing but just regionals on repeat like <laughs> yep. ever I did nothing else right. other than regional workouts and so by the time I got to regionals I'm like that's that's all my body knows is like right. alright 21, 15, 9 like front squats handstand push-ups and burpees, burpees. Yeah. you know something, something like that and after that I would I would do some of the regional workouts um I would do some of the workouts and then like uh, I wouldn't even do all of them all the way through because I was like, nope, regionals isn't my priority. Even if I get third or fourth in regionals, that's fine. My goal is the games, and we've seen that before. I think Ben Smith got fourth at regionals the year he won. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that he, was just a, he almost didn't qualify for exactly. the games. Yeah, like that was just a huge billboard for the fact that regionals does not matter. It's only the games. Like, you don't carry over points from regionals. Um, you know, it's just what, what, what you want to listen to from commentators for the next three months before you get to the games. And, you know, oh, here we go. We're they write their narratives. <laughs> well, what, what do you think? What do you think this... Um, and I know you both like the way it's going, like, in the direction, right? Like, what does it need? What do we need to... What's the next... If you were going to be the... the you know the the orchestrator of this. Where where would it go at this point? Um, I mean, more swimming. No, <laughs> more swimming. Yeah, is it requiring? Yeah, do no, you think no, it um, needs to be more requirements on how think, an event like this programs? Like, what is it? Like, that is would, it I think that'd be one system of the, that's linked I, I know together. the one thing we've talked about is like, if you want to make this like a tour, like you think about like any other sport, they play every every weekend you know um yep. so like like basketball players they'll do 16 games in a row um stuff like that and it's like you can't do that here because it's much higher impact so i think if if competitions are trying to set it up so athletes can bounce from one to the other they need to think about like all right well if you want them to compete every weekend or every other weekend we need to set up some guidelines of like all right only one out of every four will have a max Olympic lift, you know? Yep. But I mean, but then you run into the problem of like, all right, well, who gets it? Because those are those are the events that people love, that get the crowd hype, that make the great highlight reel for Instagram, are like the max lifts and people slamming bars and all that stuff. But it's the high-impact high stuff. That's the stuff that kicks the shit out of you for a couple of days afterwards. Um, yeah. So I think there's something to think about like that. Um, I know I've heard it from other people of how far down the invite goes. So, I mean, like, we've seen that competitions where, like, sure. the ninth place person 
is getting the invite to go to the games. Um, I've heard that idea. I would have to look at the leaderboard from the games and see, oh, well, did those people do well at the games, or were they just like, they shouldn't have been there, you know? Right. Um, I mean, I think that's where people sit down with Excel spreadsheets and start crunching numbers and looking at like what's realistic, what's not. Cause, I mean, how many how many centrals are there this year? Twenty eight. Holy shit. It's a lot. And uh, very few overlap. It's like maybe two, two weeks. Yeah, two. Yeah. So there's like two that overlap. They, the, wow. Their initial intention was to be completely separate. That's cool. And even like events like this were going to be, uh, the following week was going to be like very far away. Like I think Australia might be next week or the week yeah. after or something. So there was, uh, you know, regionally it wasn't an issue. That's you cool. Know, particularly with, I think, some of the bigger events too. Yeah, right? I, think, I think a big thing that's going to like jump the whole sanctions and the sport forward is you know people that own events realizing if we work together it'll be better you know i think the initial in like thought of like the way i get the biggest and best is to like work against everyone else to make myself look better but then like i think a lot of us saw it last year of that didn't work for a lot of competitions you know the ones that work together and it's like all right like the top five from your competition if they didn't qualify they have an invite to our competition so then they can just bounce around and make a circuit out of it mm-hmm. um i thought that was great the few that did it last year i think a lot more are doing it this year just kind of working together making sure the timing's good mm-hmm. not running individual qualifiers because otherwise you're just doing the open all year long like you don't have time to compete because you're always doing qualifiers yeah. um so i mean stuff like that but i think from last year this year i mean the learning curve is quick people saw what worked and what didn't work yep. yeah i think the two biggest things like one is a like a logistics standpoint for each competition you just need some you need a group of people that understand how to run an event from uh keeping things on time keeping things safe from you know like you could tell you had a you know, something, it, when it started to rain, you're like, okay, we're doing front rack lunges. And you had people out there squeegeeing and cleaning up the things. Oh, yeah. When, when as soon as it started raining, like, the squeegees came out, I was like, oh, They're shit. ready. <laughs> They're ready. You know, and, and then, yeah, and then the final heat, um, and it was only that heat was that was doing 235. Yeah. And so it was an equal race across everyone. Um, yeah, and Dylan just came out. He's like, all right, guys, we prepare for this. Like, we're doing front rack. And I was like, oh, man. Like, he owned it. You guys had a plan. And it ran safe. That was great. Yeah. yeah. So I think, like, logistics, just stuff. I mean, I spoke with an event last year. I won't say which one. And they were considering an outdoor event. And I'm like, oh, you just got to keep in mind that, you know, if it does rain, you know, bar muscle-ups are sketchy and, you know, this. And, oh, yeah, we never thought of that. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Like, you need to think of that because <laughs> I'm not going to come to your comp and do bar muscle-ups. It's pouring rain. Yeah. Like, I just won't do it. Yeah. Um, and so I think having a set of rules, which you should pretty much just copy and paste from, you know, the game's rule book and maybe change according to your event. But even something like the front rack lunges, it's not out of the question that in the rule book you say, if deemed by the event organizers from a safety standpoint it is too wet, the movement will be changed to front. Like, just having it in there so it's not, there's not this feeling of collusion like oh we're trying to change it so you know Jim can win on the, yeah, on the yeah. last minute like it's hard oh it's raining a little bit front rack you know like so if you have some really clear rules um, that's a logistic standpoint and then the second one is programming um, and there's like so many facets to programming that are important one is just you know how many events and how taxing are those events from just the amount of reps to obviously the load are kind of the two factors like if you're doing a work if you're doing a competition that has 200 chest bars you know 30 legs rope climbs you know your biceps are master you're doing a 
a comp that has just a lot of squats, whatever. There's that kind of athlete toll on the body, which makes them delay the rest of their season. There's a fairness standpoint. And then there's also, I mean, from an athlete, you know, we're preparing, like when you go to the games, you prepare for the games essentially by looking at the last couple CrossFit games and the last couple regionals. And you're like, within reason, you're like, okay, like I'm preparing for something like this and maybe like a step up. And you got to think outside the box a bit. And you're sort of doing that with sanctionals. And so it can be hard. You go to an event and you're like, all right, I'm going to a sanctional and it's brand new. And you're just like, well, am I training for 13 events over four days? Or am I training yeah. for five events in two days? And I mean, oh, it's a secret. But it's like, I, I, think, like, I need to kind of know. Like, I, there's I nothing think, wrong with me knowing that, I don't, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, in terms of, like, a brand new event and knowing, like, how many events, how many days, all that, it's kind of like, you, know, you take that gamble. I know for myself, like, I'm very selective on where I compete and all that stuff. And so, like, perfect example is this year, Strength and Depth. It was T and I wanted to do our training cycles together. I couldn't compete at Mayhem, so I was like, all right, what's the next competition? And then it was strength and depth, like, a week or two later. And then my next thing is, like, A, asking O'Keefe, like, hey, do you know the guy that runs this? And it was like, okay, you do. Is he a good guy? Is he, like, quacked in the head? What was <laughs> yeah. the event like yeah. last year? And I remember watching the event last year and thinking, oh, this is a very simple event. Yeah. You know, they're testing fitness. They're not doing anything way out of left field. Um, it's three days two events each day for the most part. There's usually like the one very quick event on Saturday. It was basically run like regionals. It was a clean, simple event. Yeah. And I went this year, I wasn't disappointed. Like the crowd was crazy, like super exciting. So like it was, when the crowd's loud, it's kind of more incentive for you to push harder. Yeah. It was couplets, triplets, chippers. Like there was some weight, but nothing that, no max list that crushed anyone. So I mean, like that—that's what I'm looking at. Yeah. Of like, yeah. What reputation does this event have? Um, and that, like, I remember two years ago when I was prepping for Dubai, I was like, I'm ready for a heavy barbell on every event. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're, you're just ready for 15 events, four days. I'm going to feel like death after this, yeah. but I think I can survive better than other people. I was pleasantly surprised that they, because they were now a qualifier, they cut it down to 10 events. I think it was not all heavy barbells they brought in other people to program you know so it's just, each event i think is getting their own reputation of yeah what they do i think and, and so right now we're going off sort of a a reputation trust aspect which i think is is fine i guess in an ideal situation for the sport to have a little more official status i think having some sort of i don't know how that would work but some sort of governing body or something because not everyone gets it. You know, you've seen a few sanctioned events well, like I, I remember that don't get it. And you're I, just like, that event is not appropriate. It just doesn't make sense. I remember like a, like hearing about a small competition. It was like a week or two after the games in 18. And they, they were like, all right, first announced workout, marathon row. That's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. You like this is a in-house or like yeah. just a... Like you're not, you don't have games athletes, regional athletes showing up here. Like this is supposed to be a fun competition. Like that is terrible. Yeah. And if I, if I were doing a local competition just for fun, and someone announced a marathon row, I'd be like, oh, yeah. I'm out. Cool. Like I'll show up for event two. <laughs> yeah. And so that's. I mean, I think that's the, the logistics and the programming are the two things that um, 
you know, just consistency amongst events and a little less of the the trust and oh, I hope it's like last year. In my opinion, just so yeah, you have. I a think bit that's of, where it has to go. Yeah, right now it's just that's so where new, I'm at. That's like that's you just gotta pick up the phone. And be like, hey, what's the format for your competition? You know, all all that stuff. Yeah, I just bumped into someone who's gonna who's competing at another sanctional, and I'm like, I was. I got any advice? I'm like, go to their Instagram, go to their Facebook, and scroll as far back as you can and see every workout they've ever done at that competition. Yep. Write it down on a piece of paper. Exactly. Because it's probably going to be something like that or a combination, you know, changes. But if they always do a heavy whatever, or they always swim, it's like you're probably going to swim or again. Every year there's like a trail that like loops around yeah. the venue. It's like, all right, you're probably doing that run. Yeah. Make sure you're ready for it. It's that. like at the games when you when you run up the, the, berm. The, 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 the berm, you're like, maybe we'll run up that when I get there. I don't know. Like maybe. <laughs> and every every year it was like, listen, like one year it's an 800 meter run, the berm run. 400 meter run, berm run. <laughs> Wait it's a second. Like, <laughs> does anyone have a measuring wheel? Like, just walk this thing. Uh, you're right, right? It, it, I think every it was like year a, it was listed a 500 to 600. Yeah, 650, crazy. I think. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. Um, talk about, you know, because we're probably going to wrap up here in like five minutes. I think it was something that I wanted to talk to you guys about. It was like the, the athlete relationship. You guys have a great relationship. I think everybody looks at like what you guys do because it's such like a, an aggressive sport that everybody kind of like is at each other's throats. And, you know, you, I think you've all developed, like we're all going to Pat's wedding, right? Like you're yeah, going yeah. With, with our, oh, yeah. with our wives, going to, you know. Going to Valder's wedding. And, um, you know, we all hang out. And, and, well, I don't compete with you guys, but you guys do. Like, what's it like? You know, I mean, you know, you guys are, a pro, you know, want to rip each other's throats out on the floor but you know you guys have good relationships off right no i mean i, I mean yes we do have a good relationship like yeah. don't even that. Um, no <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, wait wait oh, I fucking hate this wrong guy. question um no i the the only conclusion that i can come up with is that we don't have any physical contact on the field yeah. so there's never like a cheap shot that's thrown and then it's like all right next time we meet up it's like oh i'm gonna, I'm gonna get him back you know i remember playing high school football and there it was full of that like number 32 took me out of the knees i'll get him back next play you know right and then a, before you know it, like the whole point. team hates the entire whole team um i think the only time anything native comes up is maybe in an interview um right when you're like when you're watching interviews after the fact I've always tried to go by the rule of like the only time you say a competitor's name is when it's for praise. I remember hearing that uh, years ago. Michelle Latondra said it like, like do not say another competitor's name unless you're saying like they did something well or they, they have a strength or something like that. Um, tides are definitely changing on that. Um, me personally, I don't really want any part of it. I, I like it when. No one says my name. I don't want to talk about anyone else. I just show up, we both compete, do our thing. Um, but yeah, I think besides that, besides, I mean, it's, I think the amount of people in the sport that like that people don't like is very, very, few. very low. Like, yeah, like maybe one or two people per games, and even then, it's kind of like, eh, I don't really care for them. But you don't hate anyone. Right. I mean, like we're all yeah. hanging out. Like, we have six hours in between every event. It's never enough time to go back to the hotel or leave. So we're all kind of hanging out in the lounge area, just like all shooting the shit. I don't know about you. I mean, you may hate everyone. Those are fun times. Yeah. I know. I think, you know, it's funny. I never thought of it from a, like, it's not a contact sport. I never thought of it from that angle. I thought of it from a, it's an individual sport. And so when you're on a team, 
um, you know, if you're on a basketball team, you know, that's your team and you hate every other team and that's just how it is. Uh, when I played like beach volleyball, it was just two of us and we didn't have a coach. We'd go around, so you made friends with the other teams because you can't just hang out with one guy the whole time. And so with this sport, you know, you might have your coach, but there are a lot of moments when it's just you just and the, the other athletes because yeah. the coaches aren't allowed in a lot of areas. So you just end up spending time together. Um, and I mean, so to, you know, like during a competition, especially as the competition draws on, like I'm the kind of guy and I think everyone just kind of knows you just leave each other alone like so in the last two days of Dubai like the first two days Valor and I are spending time together and then like you know we start getting close in points and I just give him this space he gives him my space like I saw him eating somewhere and I'm like hey I'll just go over here, eat over here he was eating with you and like his coach and I'm like, I'm not gonna go and like, hey man, like what are you doing after the comp? I'm like, we have like two events left and we're both trying to win a bunch of money here. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, I just like gave him his face, like the nod and you know, we're warming up and I'm not like, hey, you know, I'm thinking on the dumbbells, you should maybe put in like, <laughs> no, like good luck out there, but. <laughs> good luck out there, but and I hope I beat you. Yeah, and it's the same with him. Like, you know, beginning of the weekend, as basically as the weekend draws along, there's like less and less conversations. Yeah. Cause it's just like, you gotta be, you know, I, I, let I, I know get for, in the zone and whatever. I, I know for myself, like I, but even when I'm close and points to someone, like I, I hope you do well. Like I don't hope you get injured. No. I don't hope you get sick. I hope you do well. I just hope I do better. Yeah. And like I'm yeah. not wishing bad on anyone. I remember it came up in an interview no. where like it got spliced and it came like people read into it completely wrong. Where I'm like, I hope you have the competition in your life, but I hope I do better. Yeah. Like, by me saying that, I was saying like. I'm not wishing that, like, oh, he twisted his ankle a week before he withdrew. Like, yes. Like, no. No, no. I'm not wishing bad on the guy. I yeah. just hope I do better. And Yeah. Yeah. It's the reality of, like, wanting to win is everyone else has to lose. Yeah. It's the reality of I wanting mean, to be a winner is, you know, but that's not, that's, that's not, I don't do it so other people lose. Yeah. It's, I want to win. You know, it's like, so, but, uh, you know, I've finished competitions in first and, I've been happier with some competitions I've finished in third, and that's a lot of that's just internal, you know, I how I felt I did in the competition, and it's not as much about the other guys. Right? Well, you I, find a lot of commonality in the fact that you do are chasing the same thing, right? And, like, you respect each other for it. You know, you, yeah, like, you, I, want, you right. want to win, and you want to be the best in the world at what you're doing, right? I'm pretty sure, like, every year after regionals, uh, every time that Velder and I compete against each other, uh, his family and my family and coaches would all go out to dinner together yep. after. Like yep. it was just like his parents and my parents were hanging out the entire week, and like, hey, let's go grab a bite to eat after after they finish their drug testing. You know, that's um, steakhouse in Albany. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, same place every year. Yeah. But then it was like, before, prior to the games, Fowler's training in Montreal with Michelle, and I'm in Vermont. We're literally 40 minutes from door to door. And I remember, like, I'd get texts from, like, Michelle and Michelle's boyfriend, Fred, like, shout out to Fred, uh, where he'd be like, hey, man, when are you coming to Montreal and train with Pat and Michelle? <laughs> no. Like, uh, fucking never, man. Never. <laughs> no chance. <laughs> like, after the games, yes, let's hang out. We'll go no to, chance. like, come to my camp. I'll go to your camp. Like, we'll hang out for a week. It's cool. Yeah. While we're training, uh, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I remember talking to someone about that, like, oh, leading up to an event, you know, like, maybe it'd be good if you got with someone really good. And I'm like, I'm like, first... No, like I, you know, because if you started competing, you'd kill yourselves. Because you hundred percent, you I would mean, be like, hey, let's just let's just do like an emom. Yeah, every, yeah, cool. You're not gonna go hard, are you? No, me neither. And then all of a sudden, it's, you're it just always killing starts yourself. That girl to shit many times. Yeah. yeah, always starts out like that, and that's why, like, I think for two seasons or three seasons, I trained with Katrin, yep. like every Female, day. Female, that's fine. Uh, 2017, I trained with Kara, or was that 2018? 
Kara uh, was 2017, I think. 2017. She she stayed in Vermont for two or three weeks before the games. No, it was 2018. Yeah. yeah no. And then 2019. And then 2019. Was Tia. Was Tia. Like, and she literally, her and Shane moved in with Sammy and I. So it was just like one big happy family. It was literally like Shane would take Tia and I to the gym every day, train us. Like, we'd go to the schedule. Sammy would come home, just like have like a pallet of food cooked up for the three of us. <laughs> oh, that, that was definitely like the best training ever. There uh, she is. Who's that? Oh, Sammy, Sammy Mo. What's up, girl? <laughs> yeah. No, I, th- you could do it with a person of the opposite sex because you're not directly competing. Just like I'll train with like a it's power like, lifter because it's, you know, it's just 100%. good energy. Um, but yeah, I think. I, I, you know, I talked to Vellner and he was looking where they were going to move to. They ended up moving to Nanaimo, but Kelowna was kind of on the short list depending on where uh, his fiance got put for work. Yeah. And, he, and I was like, huh, I think this town's big enough for the both of us, you know? Like, and if, if that happened, we'd have to have, like, some real conversations about, like, what's what's the plan here, you like, know? Where, where's the boundary? You yeah. Know, like, or, you know, or I mean, you could potentially. From 145th over is my side of town. <laughs> yeah, a lot. That's you. Yeah, I mean, you know, we'd find a way to make it work, or you'd have to, I think part of it too is, especially leading into a competition, like if I was, you know, off-season different maybe, but leading into a competition, if I was training every day with another male, and I noticed like, huh, you know, they're not, uh, you know, using hook grip on them, like, nah, I'm probably not going to tell them. Yeah. Right? And, you know, so if you're with, if I was with Belner all year, and I kept not giving him good advice, and then he would stop doing it to me, and then he's toxic. Who's who's to say I give him wrong advices, you know? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. That's it, Arnold. So no, it's like, like, I, I had the same thing. So, and I don't want to be disingenuous to someone. So I'm like, I'd rather just not put myself in that exactly. situation. I mean, Cole Sager and I were trained by the same coach, uh, Bergeron, for mm. a couple of years. Luckily, like we didn't overlap all that often because he was on the West Coast, I was East Coast. But like, we would probably get together like a week or two before regionals. Like yeah. he would come out to the East Coast and train with Ben. Right. And but I you mean, weren't like, competing in the next regional. But anyway. I mean, but like when we would do run-throughs of regional workouts. Yeah. Like I did regionals twice because I would do it with him. Yeah. Like, and we would full speed. Like we would just, and it was always like, hey, you're you're gonna break up these muscle ups, right? It's, oh yeah, yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> yeah. And then neither of us come off the rings, and it's like. Hey man, you lied. And he's like, Yeah, you lied too. I'm like, Yeah, I, I totally did. That's how you roll. That's how it always happens. Um, so I mean, like when when that happened with Cole, we overlapped very rarely. It was only at CFNA. Like he never came to Vermont. I never went. I never went out west. Um, and in, in that situation, it, it can kind of make sense because it's like you're both going to different regionals, same events. You exactly. kind of have this vested interest. Like, if we do have a bit of shared learning here. Yeah. It's in both of our interests. And then, like, I, good luck at the games. I remember the, the, the one year I was in the Central Regional, Valor and I were kind of texting of, like, hey, man, like, how about that assault bike workout? And, like, we're kind of like, and neither of us said, like, a scores or numbers or anything. And, uh, and then Valor was finally, like, Hey man, we're not competing against each other anymore. You want to just share times? So I was like, yes, yes, I, I would like that very much. Just whip it out. <laughs> we immediately then listed like our six scores from all the workouts. Yeah, just bang, bang, bang. Yeah, and I, that was nice when I moved away from Australia the first year or two. I had a lot of Australian guys that were, you know, my level, and a lot of those guys are taller, more aerobic based guys, and so we would. It was nice. Like, how did you approach it? Well, how did you break it up? Yeah, what were you yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah that. the first year that I was away from Velner, that was very helpful. Yeah. It is, uh, right? Because it's there were some workouts that. that were brutal. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you. Mm. 
We could do this for a long time, and we'll, we'll just do it again. Yeah, we'll do it again sometime. What, 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 what do you do? Where are you going to be? Like, where are you competing? I'm competing next at. I'm competing next at the West Coast Classic. Yes, you uh, are. Guess what you're doing, by the way. All regionals and games workouts. Oh, you did release that? Yeah. Oh, oh what? Yep. See, that was, he told me that like a couple weeks ago. He was like, first he was like, you're 100% sure you're not going to be at West Coast Classic. I was like, promise you I'm not. And he was like, it's all regional games workouts. And I was like, oh, oh that's interesting. I kind of want to compete there now. <laughs> um, yep. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm in no way claiming I thought of this, but I, I've had that idea. Did I tell it to you ever? No, never yeah. mind then. I remember mentioning to someone, might be my current coach, Nick Fowler, and he was talking about running a comp, like, you know, just some, like, throwdown, and I was like, you should just make it all old regional workouts and call it, like, the regional monster mash. Yeah. And just, you know, and then no, And then no one can complain about programming. Yeah. And I think it's cool that you get to then compare, compare scores from, like, 2012 yeah. to today. Uh, Trust me, people will find a way to complain about programming. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's cool. That's a... Uh, I, I like, well, I mean, the West Coast Classic, it makes sense with the word classic in it. Yeah. Oh, I'm psyched. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped you're coming. So. Oh, oh, I'm excited to see some, some scores now from that. Just. So now I just I just have to do all the regional games workouts for the next two months, and I'll be good. Well, no, no, by the way, that's in a month. Yeah, it's in like three weeks, dude. Well, I'll just figure out how many, I'll figure out how many workouts there are, and I'll take out the Every ones I've done day. within the last two years, and then I'll just split them up, and if that's three workouts a day, it's three workouts a day. Easy. Done. Done. <laughs> Training. What, what, about you, what about you? Where are you going? <laughs> Me? Yeah, we've talked about it, but go I'm ahead. going home. Uh, I've been on the road way too much. Yeah, you have. Uh, but then I will be at West Coast Classic. Cool. Uh, Sammy is on a team uh, with Pat Vellner's better half and Craig Ritchie's better half. Uh, so coach. No, Tia's coach. Ah, Tia's coach. You're, you're, you're a fan? You're the megaphone? Yeah, Shane, Shane and I will be in the crowd jumping, clapping. Um, Sweet. Yeah. So... Yeah, Jazz and Michelle are, and Sammy are on a team. Real Housewives of CrossFit County. Um, yeah. Cool. But, and then uh, you're competing next at Ro- Rogue Invitational. Yeah, that's that's the plan right now. Cool. Um, but yeah, just I'm just excited to get home. Get home, be home, train for a little bit. Because I haven't trained since Strength and Depth, so we should probably Let's get do it. it. Well, both of you Don't again. Get <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'll give you a bunch of workouts to do first. Some real appropriate. <laughs> hundred babies for time. Hundred thrusters for time. Yeah, exactly. Thank you guys for being here. I know I've said it to you. We podcasted a little bit. Yeah. You. I'm really grateful you came. Thanks, um, man. I hope you had a really good experience. Yeah. Thanks uh, for doing this. Thanks for making this available for us. Yeah, for sure. We'll do more of it. Yeah, yeah, looking yeah. forward to seeing you throw down in California. Yeah, man. That's gonna be sweet. Yep. All right. And uh, let's uh, let's go enjoy the the end of the show here. It should be exciting tonight. Yeah. The yeah. Be it's actually gonna like be important, so it's gonna be cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do it. All right. Well, all right. All right. We cut us off. That's a wrap. That's it yeah. for Loud and Live. Brent Fakowski, Matt Frazier, Matt O'Keefe. Thanks for listening. Oh.